What's up, y'all? Welcome to the After Bedtime Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Black American Dad Foundation. Now, if you haven't been here, this is how it works. We travel around the country talking to dads and getting into the hearts, to their minds, of why it is important for them to pursue their dream. We get a little bit of an understanding of the industry that they are pursuing and figuring out how they're balancing being dad and being themselves at the same time. The insight is incredible. The stories are motivating, and hopefully you are as inspired as we are when we walk away from each one of these conversations. Without further ado, here's the episode. Like how you started the pod that way to make it seem like you was like you was I guess that's how we should bring it in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the After Bedtime Podcast, brought to you by the Black American Dad Foundation. Uh, we are so excited to give you guys another amazing father. Uh, as always, the crew is here. Everybody, say what's up. What's up? In the building. How y'all feeling? We out here, gang gang. We that. out here, and we got a great dad with us today. Josh Bouton is here with us, uh, bringing us some new knowledge, bringing us some laughs, bringing us some marketing uh, insight and, uh, uh, and with his business and what he's doing. Uh, so without further ado, Josh, let the people know what your name is, how many kids you got, and what time is bedtime for your kids. Uh, I'm Josh Bouton. I have one human child, one non-human child. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it is for the non-human child. Hey, hey. Yeah, that's my forever baby right there. You know, <laughs> um, you know, my daughter usually go to bed around like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Uh, you know, um, I'm a stand-up comedian, digital marketer, and just a part-time but full-time dad. You know what I'm saying? That's it, bro. Full time, right. all the time, bro. Like uh, that's how it is. Like you're always thinking about the babies. You're always thinking about the kids. So full, it's full time always. And uh, I met Josh, so y'all don't know this. I met Josh on a set for a music video with this uh, Nigerian artist, and me and him were playing uh, background, and we were acting as if we were his band. Now I don't know how to play any type of music or any type of instruments. But we killed that joint. I, I want to say if y'all see the music video with um, what was the name of the artist, Josh? What was his name? Uh, I know the name of the song is Royal, like R O A. Ricardo it? Banks. Ricardo, Ricardo Banks. Yeah. Ricardo Banks. Big in Nigeria, y'all. Check it out. Yeah. Y'all can see the music video, uh, and you are gonna see me and Josh in the background really getting it. I'm telling you, <laughs> we doing the African smile. Just <laughs> that's all we have to do. Is a little African smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Nigeria for sure though because that was a lot of fun and I connected with Josh and I was able to talk to him a little bit uh, about his life found out that he was a dad and like you know seeing things now and kind of following him with his stand-up and the other things that he's doing uh, thought it would be great to bring him on to kind of talk about his journey and his dreams and what he's got going on so Josh this isn't about us it's about you uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, both businesses, whichever one you want to start with first. Well, I mean, I'll start with like the, you know, marketing. So I've been, you know, I didn't go to college or anything or to get into marketing. I got a car accident, broke my neck in a few places, became paralyzed. 
And before then, I was like a club promoter. And that's how I met Carrington. That's how I met you. Uh, me and Carrington were promoting together, you know, at a club called 10 Night Club. That's how I met him. And, um, you know, after my accident, I had to, you know, pivot because you can't, I can't be chasing down people with no money if I can't run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, took my skills, got on YouTube, new, and, you know, got a job doing marketing. And um, I do SEO. That's the, that's the channel that I am. I, I do SEO. Uh, which is, uh, for those that don't know, search engine optimization. I basically help businesses pop up on Google after the ad. So if you Google like where to get my car fixed, I help businesses rank on uh, Google for like uh, search terms. Uh, I've been doing that for like 10, 10 years now. And um, man, it's, it's crazy how like something bad could happen and force you into a pathway that just becomes a blessing because you fast forward to right now in the pandemic, uh, we're in a situation that every business is just considering going virtual or going digital. You know, businesses that didn't even think about going digital. And like three, four years ago, they were like, ah, oh, we don't need that. We're, we could do direct mail or we could do whatever channel was working for them. And now, like, um, if you look up like top growing, um, you know, jobs to go in, like my industry is one of them. So I'm just extremely blessed. Like, of course, right now I'm working for Neil Patel Digital. Um, and I don't know if you guys know who Neil Patel is, but if you Google SEO or you YouTube SEO, just the word SEO and Neil Patel is gonna pop up. Like one of the biggest names in that. And it's just such a blessing wow. because I don't have a college degree and I kind of just like, you know, hustled and earned my position in this industry. So it's, it's kind of weird and mind blowing at the same time because um, it's like three different languages, right? Like I talk to you guys, I talk to my friends, I talk SEO, I talk you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think as black men, people don't realize that, um, you know, we code switch a lot. You know what I'm saying? We have to code switch and speak these other languages to get in these rooms, to get in these positions. And it's kind of a, uh, it's an ego boost because it's like, yeah, I am that nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I can do everything. Because essentially, like, you got to be three different niggas to be that. Yeah, you got to be you three. Know what I'm you got to be three. You got to be three. So it's like, it's definitely rewarding in that aspect. It's like, I'm sitting here like, like y'all, you guys don't even know, man. Like, um, one of my, SoFi is one of my clients. Western Union is one of our clients. LOL Dolls. So like, I'm sitting here just, you know, keeping my, my poker face like, I apply for a job with y'all now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's such a And the, the craziest thing is, like, it's not even what I want to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be doing, that's the way it's a comedy. Like, I want to be doing comedy. I want to be telling jokes. I want to, because that's going to give me the freedom to be the dad that I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Right now, so I got like four screens right here. I'm, I sit here in this fucking room. And I can't, language is cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I already said nigga like three times. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, it's all good. Whether we were good with it or not, it was already too late. So it's too it's late now. <laughs> like, well, Josh is going to be Josh. I guess it's going to be like an improv comedy night and he's going to work out some uh, shows. <laughs> Yes, yes, Ed. Yes, Ed. What's up? You, you could have waited all the way to the end and then asked. I just waited to the end and asked, huh? <laughs> Played it off smooth. Been like, oh, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Actually, uh, I know we just recorded that entire thing, but you know, we good, right? We did, right? But yeah, so like, that's what I want to be doing. I want to be doing stand up. Uh, I want to be telling jokes because I feel like that. Um, 
and maybe that's me being selfish to my purpose. I don't know yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. But um, I, uh, I, I want to tell jokes. I want people to know, like, man, whatever you set your mind to and you truly want and you speak to God and your God, your God whoever your God is in the universe, and you chase it, you can achieve that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like for stand up, it's like literally that's another thing. Like I ended up wasn't. I thought I was gonna be an artist manager. You know what I'm saying? I was in college trying to go get my law degree to be a wise entertainment law. I broke my neck and completely shifted my whole life. And I didn't even. I started doing comedy three years ago because I'm from Chicago. Like the funniest people from Chicago. Like, I've been roasting people my whole life. Like that's just like, like, <laughs> like that's what I do. I'm, like I'm not like a I'm not a goofy ass dude. Like. I'm not the dude that's just gonna be like uh, funny all the time, but if you kick it with me, I think that I'm kind of funny, but um, that's just what I'd rather be doing. And it's kind of, I'm at this point in my life where it's just like, what have I gotten myself into? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm just still figuring it out, but I'm uh, you know, I'm accepting my blessings and uh, you know, trying to bless other homies as well. Like kind of share that knowledge. Like my, my boy got me into like trying to create a course for SEO. Which again, I'm like, ah, bro, can I just come put over the mic? You know what I mean? I love to tell him jokes, but that's that's pretty much where I'm at in life right now. That's, that's me. That's me right now. Okay. I mean, that's and that's dope. Like, you know, you know so much in the SEO world, but you, it sounds like like what your real drive for what like kind of keeps you up at night uh, is comedy, and that's really like what what kind of is always living in your mind. So, how much of that? Uh, where did that where did that start when did you start thinking about comedy and how did you get into it uh so um it, most com all comedians are torture people you know what i'm saying it, it definitely comes from a place of pain you know what i mean i don't care what comedian you can there's not a comedian that's like i come from a happy household you know what I'm saying? i don't care what they say there's somewhere there's some pain right there right and after my accident i was just uh really depressed I was really depressed and no one, there was nobody I could talk to. I wasn't going to therapy um, for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure we could touch on that as black men, you know what I'm saying? Probably should be going to therapy, but I wasn't going to therapy and I was like, I have to get these, like these stories out of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many stories. And when I tell my family, they're like, oh, I'm like, no, I need this shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying like the shit that happened to me in the hospital and it started as like a therapeutic thing and I've always had an affliction for comedy like I was like deaf comedy jams watching that on tape when I was a kid I remember when I was a kid my mom would play um Eddie Murphy Raw in the car this was like when I was in first grade she would play Eddie like I got so candy and you can't <laughs> she would play that on the way to school and like as an adult I look back I'm like you ready watch your <laughs> but that, that speaks to like uh, the f bombs and, and the niggas already used in the in the dad podcast. Yeah. Like you've been using that language since you were seven years old. You get raised on Eddie Murphy. It's all f bombs. Yeah, you were raised. On Eddie. <laughs> but shout out to Eddie Murphy. He's a great com comedian. Yeah, like, he the yeah, he the go. That's the go right there. So that's where it came from, man. It came from my accident. Like I would have never probably started doing comedy. Had I not broke my neck, I probably would have never started doing this. Wouldn't have broke my neck. So it's like that terrible thing kind of like totally turned my life on access in like a positive or negative way. But um, yeah, that's where that came from. Definitely a place of pain and just trying to get some stuff off my chest and 
laugh at it rather than just sit at it and be like, oh man, damn, your dick don't work the same no more. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever, whatever I'm looking at. You know what I mean? But that's yeah, that's what I mean. And and then now connecting that with like Amaya, um, how old is she? She's 11. Amaya's 11. Nice, nice, nice. So connecting that kind of with parenting, was there a shift after the accident with that as well? Um, you know what's crazy? Uh, the other day she told me, she's like, Dad, I don't remember you ever being able to run. And I had my accident when she was four. And I was like, dang. So like, I think she, I think she trauma blocked it. You know what I mean? Everything before that, you know? Yeah. She's still a kid. So um, I would say the biggest way it's affected, it hasn't affected my parenting style. You know, I've always, you know, like I don't, I don't believe, like I have a daughter and I don't, and I don't know if I'll be doing my son, but I think I've had to like spank my daughter one time ever in her life. Like I really struggled with like just verbal communication and explaining like, okay, this is, you're going to get this reaction out of you because of an action that you've done. It's not a punishment. It's to show you, you know, a result of something that you chose to do. And like my mom yeah. doesn't agree with it, but I tell my daughter all the time, I'm like, well, don't get caught. You got caught, baby. Now your problem is not my problem. Now I'm your problem. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 um, and uh, it just really hasn't changed. Um, but I think it's just made me a lot more patient, if anything, because I almost went to a state of being a vegetable. So I have to, you know, just kind of, you know, I can't, I can't chase her down anywhere. I can't run after her. So I have to really just be real communicative with her. With what does she think of your comedy? First question, and then could follow up with your first time bombing in comedy. Oh man, she's never seen it. She always acts like, Daddy, can I see your comedy? I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm not a clean comic. I'm not a clean comic. I can do like a clean set, but even my clean set is just dirty without cuss words. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, eh, I'm, nah, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, maybe when you're a little bit older, baby, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, my daughter supports me. That's my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, because when you go through something like that, and I think as single parents, it sucks too. Cause like we emotionally, I don't think we realize how much we end up putting on our kids because they become kind of like our best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like when I my daughter was little, little, like I would, before my accident, like anybody that knows me that would see me in the street, like every time I see me, that's what I'm Rolling up the street, you doing this, you doing that. I was one of those. I was the pursuit of happiness, dad. Like, come on, I need my money, man. I need my money. <laughs> Walking around with the uh, what is the device that he was trying to sell? Yeah, yeah with the device, like, man, come on, man. Yeah, that was me. Like, I'm like, I'm about AB and stuff. I got that from my mom, man. Like, my mom, like, like not to go too far into it, but my mom had me at 16 years old in, in the west side of Chicago, and we were homeless. You know what I'm saying? And fast forward, she lives in Irvine, a private community, and she's, you know, she's working as a FDA consultant. It's like seeing her go from zero to where she's at, it left me no excuse for no matter what position I'm in. So my daughter, I was like, okay, cool, I have a kid. And, you know, I just got to do what I got to do. But she's never seen my comedy. I hope, you know, maybe... She's gonna see it eventually. Or eventually, she's gonna start Google like. Oh, <laughs> she gonna look me up once she once she gets you know she puts it together. But for now, 
I have, you know, I control what she Googles. So. <laughs> 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 she's be looking at <laughs> and uh, I would say I bomb on a regular, man. I bomb on a regular. There's bombs and there's bombs with class and then there's just like hard bombs, right? So a bomb with class means it's like people are still laughing, but you know that you're just trashing through all your jokes. A hard bomb means like they're like, And, and like soft bomb is just like I try something out, nobody's interested. So like, it's just it's a it's a you know everything's not going to hit. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of comedians think like, uh, well, upcoming comedians think like, yeah, this is a therapeutic thing. Like, yes, this helps us talk out things, but you're not where the crowd is not your therapist. You know what I'm saying? So don't go up there thinking of go. Up, the the goal is to bring them to where you're at and have them share your eyes and laugh you know what i'm saying so that's that's the that's the tough part trying to get them there i would say like uh recently the the joke that i have that i've been having a, an issue with is um uh, my, my baby mama's a lesbian she, she was, she's a lesbian right um and i have a joke where i'm like um yeah i can't stand my baby mama because uh you know i've been in my daughter's life her whole life and when I was in the hospital after I broke my neck, she went to the courts and said that I was a negligent father. And I was like, what the hell is that? And it's like going, that's like praying to Jesus while he's still on the cross. Like, bitch, I'm busy right now. Give me three days, I'll rise again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> every time I say that joke, I think that's funny. But everybody's like, Jesus, nigga, you going to hell. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, but that's so funny. So I've been like kind of worked through it. I'm like, I didn't. I try to punch her like, oh, uh, you know, it's not, I didn't make her like that. She was born this way. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you try to punch it up, but like every time it's just, everybody's so sensitive. I know it's funny and I'm I'm gonna keep punishing people with it because it's funny. I just gotta figure out how to deliver it. So like things like that is, uh, it's, you know, you gotta get, you gotta, you gotta embrace the bombs. Just like you embrace the jokes, you gotta embrace the shit. Yeah, that that delivery with comedy is like something that you just gotta go through it and like figure out and figure out what works, figure out how it lands. Yeah. Um, and like some of the things that I just noticed is like depending on what culture, like where you're at, like Chicago can land different than than Tempe, Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Demographics definitely do matter. I guess. Yeah. So, Josh, what do you think comedy? has taught you about fatherhood? Um, I just think uh, fatherhood and all, it's communication, man. Communication, I think it's, people think that, uh, you know, parenting is a dictatorship. And in a sense, it kind of is, but it's, you know, I learn from my daughter all the time. You know, I don't tell her, or sometimes I will tell her, but it's just like, you have to be willing to listen to your child and communicate with them and learn them rather than trying to make them who you want to be. And I feel like comparing that to comedy is like, you can't force a joke. You have to you have to see the joke for what it is and figure out how to communicate that joke with the people. And like you were saying, uh, you know, um, is it has, has oh, Halisi. Halisi, how you, how you saying Halisi? Yeah. Um, Demographics matter, so like where one joke might hit one way, it might hit another way. You got to be able to pivot and communicate that with with people. Same thing as like parenting with my daughter. It's like you know, there's 
there's instances like taking about where we're talking about the pizza box, like the pizza don't go in that box, it's like, oh, that's a square box, not a rectangle box, maybe, you know what I'm saying? So it's like trying to communicate this with the kids in a way to where like they understand what you're saying. Because if they don't understand, then they can't grow. You know, if the crowd don't understand, they ain't finna laugh. They just gonna look at you like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, that's how You mentioned um, comedy allowed you to be the, the dad or gave you the freedom to be the dad that you wanted to be. And so in, I'm interested in just seeing like, what does, what, what would that look like? If you had all the freedom that, that you wanted, uh, what would that look like as far as being the dad? I'll wake up at 12 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? I'll wake up at 12 o'clock, like right now, I'll wake up like 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, gotta wake up, you know, walk the dog, get dressed, you know, get ready for a Zoom, and then, you know, mark the Zoom, you know what I'm saying? And then drop her off from school, and then come back, and then do this, and then pick her up, and then, you know what I'm saying? And then on off weeks, I gotta do that, and then go do open mics. It's like a, a real hustle, you know what I'm saying? It's like a real, real hustle. And I feel like right now, um, I miss out on comedy opportunities because I gotta work. I gotta work because I got I got two miles to feed. That dog is big. We're 109 pounds. You know what I'm saying? My daughter is like 11 years old, so it's like. And I know there's a lot of comedians have that luxury of being able, like, oh, uh, I'm going full time comedy, you know. And you know, fortunately and unfortunately, the mother of my child, she's a great mom, but she's a monster. Like she don't accept no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If I start psyching off, she will take my daughter. And it's annoying. But what she doesn't know is she created a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, so that's that's the freedom that I wish I had. I wish I could just be like, you know what? I'm getting the income that I need from comedy. Um, you know, I, I, I every every other week I go and I do shows for a week on. That'll pay my rent. that pays my car. that pays my family. And I can just be there with my daughter going on all the like I, I don't miss I don't miss anything from my daughter but it's just having the time and the, the peace of mind to really just be only dad that will be fire that would be so fun I, I'm um, I'm contractually obligated to ask this question I, my daughter is 10 I'm dealing with the uh, preteen uh, anxiety so I've been doing like a collection fund on this bad podcast, like any gems, any notes, you got to help me out because I've been struggling, man. I've been, I've been, it's, I don't know who this person is, but she then ate my baby. Oh my God. Oh my God. I feel like the same, I feel like she turned 10. I feel like this person turned 10. I was like, are you my roommate? Yeah. Like, you got me. Why are you talking to me this way? Yeah, why are you talking what? to me? Did what did you change? Like, who did you talk to? And what did we do? <laughs> They're blaming everybody else. Who are you hanging out with? Who are you talking to? Yeah, like, Mama ain't shit. Nah, you know. Man, look, all I know is, oh man, look, the one thing that caught me off guard is them titties. I was like, what the fuck? What the hell is that? <laughs> What's in your shirt? She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, little things start going on her chest. I'm like, what's the fuck is that? You've been working out, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm so grateful that I have a son that's seven and I don't have to deal with that. Right? <laughs> sorry, Elise. So Elise got a ten-month-old baby. Elise got a ten-month-old baby, so yeah. it's like, sorry, Elise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My daughter's yeah. I thought it would never happen. I was like, oh, your mom got eight cups. <laughs> 
we never get no titties. Them shits is here. And it's because my daughter, so my daughter, like, you know, I'm dead, you know what I'm saying? So she was like hopping my band the other night, and I had to make that transition. I was like, hey, look, look, fam, uh, bring your own blanket. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? And you put some fucking clothes on when you get in this bed, because I have to create those boundaries now, because she's changing into a woman. And I know some days I'm like, oh, that's the you make it weird. I'm like, nah, nigga. She needs to understand that there needs to be boundaries. Because, like, I know this might sound weird, but I'm a dude, man. So I wake up, you know, my body wakes up, things might be doing things, you know what I'm saying? I sleep in my locker room, and I, I'll wake up sometimes and she'll be in my bed. I'm like, look, these are rules. You can't do that. So I would say, like, they're adding, look, she cries all the time. My daughter cries every every day. She's always crying. I was like, how's she doing, crying? She cries. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, no, she's always crying. <laughs> that's, that's what it is you know nothing's her fault uh, so be ready for that be ready for this year be ready for the rest of this um, and yeah just listen to her school drama bro like my daughter I think I at first like she she always giving me the tea and I'll be like what happened I'll be like, what happened girl that's no, she didn't that's no, good. what did she do mm, she basic she just yeah. basic you know yeah. uh, I think I, gas her up there was a whole TikTok saga about one girl making TikTok dances to get the other girl man, but they supposed to be cool because they hang out during recess. Oh and I, I'm like, what grade are you in? Like, why are y'all, like, y'all bored? Go do stuff. Are you better than me? My daughter been begging to get on TikTok. I was like, man, if you, this is my rule. And uh, if you're asking, you ain't old enough. You feel me? Figure it the fuck out. Facts. <laughs> asking, you ain't old enough, fam. If you're still asking me, then you don't need it. Yeah, I feel it. So Josh, we're, we're coming down to the end of it, but this has been so good. We definitely gotta be able to have you come back. Uh, for the last, the second to last question that we asked, why is it important for you to build your dream? Uh, because it's important for my daughter to see me succeed because seeing my mom succeed made me who I am. And I think um, having your kids see you build your dream or become the best version of yourself that you think you be is gonna help them become the best version of themselves. So you gotta attack that shit at all costs because kids don't learn from our words, they learn from our actions. So I'm gonna keep going after this shit until I'm dead. That's dope, man. Yeah. Here you Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right, man. Uh, let the people know how they can find you, how they can support you, um, what stages you be hitting on. Uh, you you based in LA, right? Uh, I'm in Orange County, but you know, I, I do a lot of shows in LA. I'm always in LA doing shows. I actually have a show at the Comedy Chateau in Hollywood on the 27th. Uh, you can get the links in my bio. All of my, all of my platforms are Watch Josh Win. Uh, I got some merch dropping later, later this month. It's my it's for my, my 30 minute special I'm gonna be putting out. It's called um, uh, Hope You Enjoying the Show. Um, so we'll be dropping like some sweaters, hoodies, mugs, all of that uh, within the coming of weeks. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. Don't do TikTok. I'm blocked out of Facebook. <laughs> but watch Josh Wayne. That is my handle. And uh, yeah, man, I really enjoyed this. It was really dope, man. Oh, bro, we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us and 
it's all it, it it's it's better when it's a comedian because this is the most we've laughed. Um, <laughs> Bro, my stomach hurts right now. I got a full laugh. It is absolutely hilarious, and we gotta do this again. We do round. We're gonna do a round table, so we're definitely gonna bring you in on that. We want to be able to have some laughs and somebody that's really be able to give us some truth uh, through laughter. Uh, so we really do appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the After Bedtime Podcast brought to you by the Black American Dad Foundation. Uh, I'm Jeremy. I'm Drew. I'm Halisi. All right. And thank y'all so much for uh, taking the time to listen and tune in next week for another great Black American Dad. All right. Thank you for having me. Hi, brother. Take care. All right, family. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of After Bedtime Podcast. Uh, We appreciate you at the Black American Dad Foundation for taking the time to listen to some amazing dads and their dreams. If you have any questions, you have a dad in mind that wants to join the show, you want to learn more about the Black American Dad Foundation, email us at blackamericandad at gmail.com and subject line it with After Bedtime and then just go into a little bit more of what you want to know. Other than that, thank you guys so much. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Black American Dad for the updates on the latest episodes. Have a good night.